Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three-pointer. There is it. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. So Ory for three. Oh, unbelievable. This guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Ory from downtown. go. Uh, if you're keeping track at home, episode 124 of the uh, Big Shot Bob podcast. B-Dog, Brandon Harper, I'm Rob Jenners. That, of course, is a seven-time NBA champion, the marquee name on the show, <laughs> Robert Ory. How are you, bud? Man, I am good, man. I am good. What is good you in know? your world, dude? That I can finally talk about the undisclosed location I was at. Can you really? Are you allowed to talk about that finally? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. damn. All right. Well, yes. uh, please tell everybody what you were doing and where you were. I was out filming an episode of Special Forces World Toughest Challenge. And so yes. we officially dropped yesterday on talking about where we were and how we're doing it. You know, it was in New Zealand. And so... It comes out September 25th, so I'm excited for that. And it was it was fun shooting the show. I can't really go you know deep dive into anymore, but you know, tell I just people ran into... who was there with, who was there with you because there were some people there with you. Obviously, a lot of celebrities on this show. Yeah, um, Black China, Nick Vale, um, my best friend now, Brian Austin Grieve. He and I kind of you know hung out and got to know each other my very well. My best friend, <laughs> uh, Tara Reed. Um, Tyler Cameron, uh, and Bryant, Des Bryant. Oh, um, Des Bryant was there too. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was on. Yeah. There. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then I said, you said JoJo Siwa was there. I think JoJo, yeah, JoJo yeah. Siwa was there. So it, it and was. And then who was, was the the one that my wife couldn't believe? Uh, it was Tom, oh, everybody Tom was Sandoval. talking. Tom, that's my best friend now. Me and Freak, Tom, we freaking all... Scandoval, man. <laughs> it's like the biggest story in entertainment history. It seems like because yeah. he had an affair. Like what yeah, a it, lunatic! What a crazy story. Was, it was so cool, man. Everybody was so nice. Um, and when we got there, we just hung out and just had a good time talking to each other, man. And it's just, it was fun. It was fun. And everybody has their own stories, you know, from Savannah to Bodie Miller. Um, you know, and everybody opened up about their stories, man. We would sit there at the end of the day and we just talk. Yeah. And we just, you know, getting to know each other. And it, it was fun, man. It was That's really cool. fun. Yeah, so it was challenging but fun. World's toughest test airs on Fox. If you want to watch yeah. uh, Robert Ory um, uh, get his rear end kicked by <laughs> Navy Seals, <laughs> and, that, hey, and that is the truth, man. It is the truth. I just, Dude, I, we watched uh, the first yeah. season of that show. I yeah. couldn't when you told us you were doing that show. I couldn't believe you were going to do that. Yeah, because I, I mean, those people Dwight got their asses it. kicked. Yeah. Yeah, I just ran into Dwight about it. And we was talking about it, and it was he was like, "Wow, you did the show." And he was like, man, it's crazy, right? You know, you think, you know, all the things you do as a professional athlete to get ready for a season, 
none of the shit you do can prepare you for what's coming because you kind of know basketball. You don't know what you're going to do the next day and you yep. just flying by the seat of your pants. You wake up and all of a sudden they throw you in cars or they throw hoods over you and you, off you go. So it was, it was, it was bananas. It's crazy. I can't wait to see it. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see how you did and, and how the whole thing goes. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, well, there's a there's a we'll hit. see we'll see how it goes. So you, so you did indeed get your ass kicked then. Well, <laughs> That's you know, what I'm hearing. yeah, I I got my ass kicked on a couple of things, but um, you know, it was it was tough for me because you know I didn't I didn't tell any, I didn't tell them on the show, but when I when I landed, I found out my dad died. The day I got there. That's right. That's yeah, that's and, right. We were dealing so, with that while you were in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. So my my mind, I try to get my mind right, but you know, some of those things I was doing, all I could think about was, and that's the main reason I did the show, because my dad, you know, spent 18 years in the army, and and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this in honor of my dad because I wanted him to be able to see the show because I was planning on to go to South Carolina when the show you know premieres and sit down like, look, dad, look, you know, so. Yeah. But you didn't get that far. But it was it was it was a great experience, like I said. Well, we're excited to see it when it hits TV. Uh, World's mm-hmm. toughest test is on Fox. Uh, you can watch Rob get his butt kicked. Um, <laughs> uh, that that we didn't talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. Your dad passing. Mm-hmm. Um, how like t- can you talk a little bit about like kind of like when you knew like was he in a in a place where. You kind of had an idea that he was gonna he was gonna pass because we didn't really kind of bring it up yeah. on the show, and I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but uh, you know, it, it's yeah. worth, it's worth mentioning. So, well, you know, I when I saw him last, um, he was in the hospital and he was sick, and of course, you know, this lets you know. I'm I remember the first time I ever heard of Agent Orange was in Trading Places. You know, when Eddie Murphy's talking about oh Agent Orange, you know, so I'm like oh, and everybody's like, no Agent Orange is real. I'm like. Eh. So whatever, right? And so he got exposed to Agent Orange and um when he was in Vietnam and of course it it it, it accelerated his dementia and his Alzheimer and it just ate him up. And I remember going to see him, he comes to the door and we are talking. Then a week later he's in the hospital and had no clue who I am. He's mm. like hallucinating because he had sundown and all this kind of stuff. And it's it was just a, it was it was just sad because then you would walk out of the room where he is and you go outside of the VA and you have about 15 to 20 vets just lined up in wheelchairs. They just out there sitting by themselves, you know, and the family doesn't come to visit them. They just sitting there talking to each other. And it was, it was sad in the sense that these are the guys who, you know, gave their all to say, to have the, for us to have the liberties we have in this country, all the freedoms. And we kind of discard them sometimes and like, Oh, and, and the VA is not the best, facilities that you can you know i've heard give people yeah, i've heard but it, yeah and it's just it was just sad and then and but for him he was he lived to be 78 had a great life he enjoyed it and when i say i have the best parents you think about how many parents that are uh parents people in the nba or professional sports who are always with a handout and want them to you know live the lap the lap of luxury my dad didn't want anything i mean i had to make him move into a new house. I had to make him take a new car. And my mom the same. They they never asked me for anything. So I have the best parents, man. Wow. Mm. Well, 
love love to your family and to your pops and yeah. um you know i yeah just... my pops nickname was juice and it was just juice <laughs> then, i love his nickname that. was juice man love so that. it was funny <laughs> love that yeah. but uh you know and then my my dad's dealing with heart stuff too and yeah. you know we almost lost my dad last summer so it's like mm. if you got your folks in your life you know just a little reminder reach out give them a hug yeah tell reach them you know, uh, if you if you got old stuff that you're holding on to, let that shit go. Let it go. You know, life's yeah. too short, man. Yeah, um, because of this, man. I, I when my dad when I first noticed the symptoms coming on, I started calling him every other day. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people say you don't talk to your dad every day. My, my dad be like, man, I'm watching the western. I call you back. <laughs> he wouldn't call me back, so I would call him every other day just to talk to him. I do the same with my mom, you know, because they, you know, my mom's just still in Alabama. My dad's South South Carolina. Being in L.A., you know. You don't get that much time to spend with your parents, so man, you need to yeah. FaceTime, talk to them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, well, I know your pops is proud of you, man. I know that for sure. Uh, yeah. And I never got to meet your dad, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know he was proud of everything you got to do in your life and everything you got to accomplish. So, mm-hmm. yeah. thoughts to your family. Um, speaking of things you got to accomplish in your life, obviously you played in the Lakers jersey. Uh, the <laughs> news broke this week <laughs> from our friend Mark Medina, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, he was interviewing Jeannie Buss. She said she has, quote, absolutely no doubt that the Lakers will retire LeBron's jersey. Um, they've retired 12 players, Pau Gasol uh, re- most recently. Uh, they don't specify on when, obviously. It has to be when he's done and when he goes into the Hall of Fame and stuff. But I guess the reason I, I kind of thought this was a weird story was, did, has he earned enough in L.A. to get his number <laughs> retired from the Lakers? Is winning a bubble title enough? <laughs> Oh man, don't you put me on the spot like that? Um, well, I mean, you know, it's not it's, to, not for us to judge whether or not it should yeah. happen. Obviously, if the Lakers want to do it, they're going to do it. But I, I mean, I guess like for me, that's always reserved for like the greatest that ever played for an extended period of time in a city. You know, yeah. you know, I, I always get when it, in, and I base everything off Michael Cooper. You know, and it's just so hard for me when you retire a guy's numbers and you don't retire Michael Cooper's number. And it's just to me, it don't. It, it's it, nobody should go before him. You know, two-time defensive player of the year, helped win championships. He always guarded people. Magic couldn't. It's just so many things that you know. And that goes to show you how people in the league and NBA and across it, they don't appreciate defense unless you Ben Wallace or Dennis Rodman. You know, think about the guards that have played great defense. Nobody appreciates it like they should unless you can score like a Gary Payton too. And I think that's the one thing with, with him that, he, that, that we don't talk about. He was, I think, in one year, he even led the Lakers in threes. I think he made like 132 in the season or something. I know that's not a lot, but back then it was. And it's, it's so many things that go on that with organizations. And and I just think, you know, if you retire LeBron's jersey and retire, you got to retire Mike Cooper's because he's, he's just a Laker legend to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I think the Lakers are only doing this. Is he? I think it's easy for Jeannie to say this now because of what what she hopes is to come, which is more titles to kind of validate what she's saying now. Yeah. Um, which could then change my answer. Uh, first off, we still on this bubble ring thing. A ring is a ring. Um, <laughs> because if it was going to get scrutinized, we shouldn't have played basketball to begin with. We should have just sat in the pandemic sportsless. But people beg for basketball and sports to come back. You don't get to ridicule what it looks like coming back. Um, but no, I, I think because he's LeBron and 
obviously he became the all-time leading scorer in the Laker jersey. And passed, so you have these okay. moments. But I don't – I think it's just based off the fact that he's LeBron and he's donned a Laker jersey and there's no way in the world I, I want to be a franchise that, you know, he's worn the jersey and as great as he is and we don't retire his jersey. Has Did, did Miami retire his jersey? No. <laughs> Then he went. They went to they four titles. Two, yeah, they won two, t- won they two won titles. Two. They went to, I think, three or four NBA Finals, right? So, I think the Lakers look at it like we had LeBron, and, and there are a lot of you know him. He became the all-time leading scorer. He passed up another Laker in Kareem. It may just be that moment, though. But that's not enough. You know? I, I don't think. I, I just because of how great he is, I don't think it's enough for the Lakers to retire. The Lakers are another. That's another level. That's another level. I can understand, you know, them, him retiring his jersey in Miami. Cleveland. Yes. Of course. He was born and raised in Ohio. He's got ties to the community. He won his title, went back home, all right. that stuff. You know what I mean? So what's next? Are they going to – don't tell me they're going to put up a statue. No. I, I bet you they do. <laughs> you think the Lakers put up a LeBron James statue? I bet you they do. I, I, I put it to you like this. Wow. If – He's going to have to win a few more titles in order for me to say that he should have that that honor. And that's really just putting up a retiring his number and putting yeah. up a banner. That that statue better not, and I promise you, it better not go up b- before a Kobe Bryant statue. It oh, you know better. That. Oh, no, I mean, like, they've got to. Kobe Bryant statue's got to be in the works at the moment. It should be up now. It? Yeah, it has to be happening like very soon. Two of them. Eight and twenty-four. I don't. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe some sort of double statue or something. No, I'll put two of them up. You want two statues? I need a fro Kobe, and I need the the bald Kobe. (laughs) Yeah, well, he got both his numbers retired, so why the hell not? Why not do two statues? I would be shocked if the Lakers built a statue for LeBron. I mean, it's it's again, it's a monumental moment to to surpass the all-time scoring leader in a Lakers jersey. I get that. If you want to retire his number for that, cool. You put up a statue, I think this whole conversation goes a whole nother way. There was some Bleacher Report this, this week that I want to get your take on. They did like a little breakdown of who's every team's weakest link in their starting five. <laughs> uh, the Lakers was Rui. Uh, if he gets the start over Vandy, uh, Hachimura doesn't, play, doesn't provide the playmaking of Russell, of Russell Reeves or LeBron. And he certainly won't move the needle defensively like Anthony Davis. In this role, he'd be little more than a floor spacer. Uh, that was that was their take on on him. I would love to know who write these reports and just oh, idiots like me who have never played like, basketball. <laughs> did you not freaking watch the playoffs? Rui was their best post up player. He can score mid range. He has. This, it's like what the hell were you looking at, man? It's not, that's not the Lakers' weakest link. It's by far not the Lakers' weakest link. So <laughs> it's just weird how these dumbass reporters think they know basketball. I guarantee this guy that wrote this, you put him on the free throw line, so you got to make two out of ten oh, to survive. He won't survive. <laughs> Hell no. Uh-uh. Hell no. It's just it's just something for people to write up to to, to get the pot stirring. That's the reason we're talking about it now. Because we've granted them what they wanted. Uh, it's, a, it's a point of conversation. Just, yeah. just to go, okay, well, like, where, where, what do they need to address then? Right. To me, I think uh, the Lakers, I think they addressed a lot of things. They needed another big, um, and they got that. I think they need to get a strong-minded point guard in there. And what I mean by that, someone who's going to take the ball out of LeBron's hand, 
run the plays, you know, and be consistent on the defensive end. And and to me, that's what the Lakers really, really need. And, and you know, that's why when they had the chance, I keep harping on this, when they had the chance to get Connolly, I just think he would have been the perfect fit for the Lakers because, you know, him and Holiday are two guards that I love in the NBA that are strong-minded. They, you know, they, they play good defense and they put their teammates, even though they play with superstars, they don't give a shit about the superstar. They put him in the right position to be successful and everybody else on the team. Yeah, we always talk about getting that point guard that can take the ball out of LeBron's hands, but it always reverts back to the, that ball being in LeBron's hands. Like, it's good to talk about, but I, I think when it when it comes down to it and, and the moment and the, and the lights get bright, you know that ball is going back in LeBron's hands. It always does. It always does, and and a lot of times that's whose hands you want it in. I was gonna say, that's, isn't unless, that where you want it? Unless it's no, I'm not me. I want it in AD's hands. I want AD on the block, and I want it in his hands. Well, I'm t- I get it, yeah. but as far as like facilitating the offense, yeah, it's from the standpoint of there's only maybe a few, and you probably named a few point guards where you can say. I'm cool with the ball being in his hands to facilitate and orchestrate the offense and it not being in LeBron's hands, but we never can get our hands on those point guards. So it's going to be in LeBron's hands because he's the guy that you trust to make the right decision or get the ball to the guy who can make the right decision. Yeah, Yeah, I would have mentioned Chris Paul, but I just think Chris Paul is, you know, I'm just afraid he's going to be on the injury list a lot because he's, what, 40 years old now? Nah, he's 37, 8? Something like that. Yeah, 38. Like I said, 40 years old. Uh, Pretty (laughs) NBA years. Well, NBA NBA years like dog years, man. Well, hey, let me stop because we said we weren't going to pick on him no more. I'm going to stop. That's okay. We're not going to shut Chris Paul. No, I was Uh, going to bring up somebody else, but leave it alone. uh, Westbrook? Mm -mm, Somebody Uh, that's in a Laker jersey. We promised Rob he wouldn't say anything else. No, now I need you to say it. <laughs> you talked about Chris Paul. You, you talked about not knowing if Chris Paul is going to stay healthy. I was going to say, well, hell, join the club. AD don't stay healthy. Oh, he's well, 28. He's, he's always. That's, yeah. That's, that's, hey, you going to get off my I'm, I'm, I'm ride with AD. This no, that's my dog, too. No, dude, I got it. I, that's I get my it. dog, too. I, get it. I, just I just don't want to keep seeing him in street clothes. Yeah. Cap <laughs> street clothes. Chemistry goes. Uh, the the NBA threw a warning at uh, at Damian Lillard's camp this week. I this just wanted to funny. put this on here. It just made me laugh because it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously he he's sticking to his demand to go to Miami. Uh, his his agent's name is Aaron Goodwin, uh, and he made it very clear on the record with the Miami Herald in July. Some teams I did call, other teams have called me. It's a respectful relationship with most teams. Truthfully, he wants to play in Miami. Period. So the NBA had to basically say, hey. Uh, you can't do that. You, you have to negotiate in fairness with every NBA team. You can't just go, we're not going to talk to you. Uh, it's, it's just they put out a whole memo to all 30 teams. They advised Goodwin and Lillard that any future comments made privately to teams or publicly suggesting Lillard will not perform the services called for under his player contract in the event of a trade will subject uh, Lillard to discipline by the NBA. And then, by the way, no trade calls. Does he have a no trade clause? Uh, I don't. I don't think, think so. so. And if oh. he did, he may have waived it. Yeah, yeah. I think. And I don't think he does, though. I don't think he does. Right? I don't so think he does. Like, so if I'm a GM, I'm talking to other GM. Like, what I need to talk to him for? I'm gonna make the trade. Make the trade. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was if just more of play, the. It I was, saved that money. <laughs> it was more of the. We're not gonna go ahead and talk to you. You could yeah. go ahead and call. I have no interest. Right. Unless you're from Miami, uh, and you know, unless you're Pat Riley or Spolstra. 
I don't have I don't yeah. have two seconds for you. Sorry. Yeah, it's just amazing now how much the, the players have a say so and where they go and how much the agents have they have these GMs scared to make any moves. You know, if it's something beneficial for my team, I'm gonna make the move. Well, and I could get care less of what you know what to play. Oh, you want to play? I don't care. You either play or I can say I find you. I don't pay you this season. I keep that money in my owner's pocket. So yeah. it's just weird to me. I mean. I- Play Look, basketball and enjoy the moment. Them owner, the GMs and everybody are gonna, like you said, do what's best for their organization and for their squad. And we know that Dame has been trying to get to Miami for a minute, but they <laughs> had they have no reason to grant that wish. Hell no. At least not right now. No. If Miami comes with some astronomical offer that is that that it, it that is hard for them to turn down and refuse, then cool. He get you get your wish, but. Your contract, his is not like Bradley Beal's where he gets to dictate who's in the trade and where he goes. No. He doesn't have that. That's unique. Yeah. Yeah, that's very unique. Yeah. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, just said, I'll wait months. I'm it's in been no, months. I'm in no, right, but even more so. No, like, right, right. Four months. I'm not I'm in a rush. That I'm not trying to dish no him off either. for peanuts. If you're gonna if you're gonna make it like pizza, if you're gonna make it worth my while, I'll make the move. Just what it is. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I would have a list. I would make a list of everything I wanted from every team. I said, don't come at me unless you have something greater than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> said, Boom. <laughs> yeah, the phone rings and it's whoever, the Grizzlies. Okay, great. Here you go. Here's my hit list for you guys. But see, <laughs> this is who we want. Again, a lot of this I also put the blame on Dame because Dame could have possibly been out of Portland earlier than this. He's the one that played around. And look, I understand. We know you're loyal. I'm not questioning your loyalty. But at some point in time, when you feel as though your organization is not doing enough to put around you in order to compete, it's been going on for years now. But he's decided to stay. He's decided to stay. He's decided to stay. And now here we are again at another crossroads. And now your GM is like, ah, we don't have to see you nowhere. No, we don't. You can sit and play. You can, you can go sit on the bench, whatever the hell you want to do. Bro, you, you got you to gotta stop being... When people aren't doing things that are trying to help you succeed, forget that loyalty BS. Because when the NBA wants to get rid of you, you think they're going to say, you know what? You've been loyal to us. We're just going to hang on to you. No way. It ain't about loyalty. It's business. You do what's best for you and your business. You're going to make your money. Go find a situation where you can figure you can win. There's only one loyal franchise in the NBA. Miami Heat. And I say it because let's be real now. I love you, Donis. I think he was what he was. Oh. He held on for five years when they. He's officially let him go. retired as of this week, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They could have held on. They could let him go and use that spot for. Oh, we you know youth movement. We're trying to bring someone because I know plenty of organizations where they'll get guys in at the same amount of talent. One guy's twenty three and one guy's thirty three. And it's oh, we're gonna get rid of the guy who's thirty three because he's older and go with the youth movement and hope we can teach him to be this player we need him to be. When you realize the 33-year-old is a guy that's secretly keeping the organization, the team together, keeping their asses out of the clubs, keeping them together and not doing dumb shit, where the 23-year-old is going to be like, let's do some dumb shit. And I don't think organizations understand that, and I think Miami Heat have done that when they had with Haslam. Bro, Udonis Haslam was playing for the Heat when I was in South Florida. I moved out of that city in 2006. <laughs> like, I mean, it is 2023, and Udonis Haslam retired from Miami Heat this week. 
So it's been it's been a long road for Udonis, but good for him, man. He had a good career. He did. I mean, he didn't have a great career, but he had a good career. He's yeah, very just, well respected. Yeah. I think a lot of guys very, really yeah. really like Udonis. Yeah. Um, but never had the and chance to talk about to him, how many guys think, are still in the league that I played against, man. It's woof. Uh, that's and a good still, question. Yeah. Probably just not a lot. Two, just LeBron, Chris Paul. Oh, I, I did. I play. I don't think I played against West. Yeah, I played against Westbrook. Westbrook would have been in the league. Yeah. Yeah, Westbrook yeah, yeah. and KD. OKC. Yeah. Early on, early on, OKC. Yeah, so I think it's about four or five guys left. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. K- well, KD was there when you were there. Yeah, because he played in Seattle. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh my God, that's right. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's interesting. Um, do you get oh, pay- uh, Green too? Green, I forget about Green. Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot he old. Do you uh <laughs> speak, speaking of Miami? Uh, <laughs> you got. You gonna pay Jimmy Butler Jalen Brown money? No. <laughs> that was that was fast and abrupt. I liked it. Quite easy. Quite yeah. easy. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets don't have the youth like Jalen had. I love Jimmy to death, but I don't think he's gonna get Jalen Brown money. I don't think so either. But uh, this is according to sources in Miami. Jimmy wants beyond Jalen Brown money. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I want beyond it too. Am I going to get it? <laughs> dude, we all want beyond everything. We're not owed any of this. This is from Ira Winderman, by the way, the Miami Sun Sentinel. Uh, said that after the D- the Jalen Brown deal made all these headlines, Jimmy, by the way, is due $48 million this year. Uh, he has a player option for 24 25 that's worth 52.4. So he's getting paid any way you cut it. He turns 34 mm-hmm. in September. So if he's 35, if he doesn't take his player option, which I would be stunned if he didn't, uh, let's say he's 36 and he's looking to make Jalen Brown 26-year-old money? <laughs> no. How are you going to pay Jimmy Butler that kind of money at 36 years old? No. He's no. Not and I love Jimmy. I think yeah. Jimmy is a dog, man. He mm-hmm. is a he, he is, is so much fun to watch. He is aggressive. He's a good player. But I've heard all the stories about Jimmy behind the scenes, too. So even hey. when you start to factor that stuff in, I don't know if that's worth it. And if he wants Dame on his team, he really not getting that yeah, fucking money. Yeah, then you've got all <laughs> kinds of problems. Yeah, now you're going to have to really share that basketball. Yeah, uh-huh. Bro, you get that money, dude. How, uh-huh. does, how does Jimmy right now? Uh, Jimmy's 34. He'll be 34, 34 in September. Bro, you good making the fi- at the end of your contract making the 52.4 52. in two years. By the way, next year's 48.8. So you're owed $100 million in two years in t- over mm-hmm. the next two seasons. What, nah, what, what, what about that says I have to get paid more because Jalen Brown got more? And you and I get it from Jimmy's perspective. I'm a better player than Jalen Brown in my eyes. It's the I can outplay Jalen. I'm a, I'm have more experience. I've had more matter. success. It's about timing, and it's about when you're. It's about when you're drafted, and as the league is going to go on, there are going to be a lot of guys who you say that you're better than that are going to get more money than you. Getting more money. This narrative about getting more money has nothing to do with somebody being better than somebody else. Exactly right. It has but everything that's to do with timing. It, but that's how every one of them view it. it, it and they're in the league, and they still view it this way. Y'all know that's not the way it works. It's so weird. So many guys, it's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's always going to happen. It's going to keep happening. Because you know how many guys in the league make more than LeBron James? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they don't have a bigger draw. It's like, so it's just going to happen, and this is the way it is. Pretty soon, so, this is going to sound weird, but somebody going to – you got a teammate that's going to be making more than Jalen. So, oh yeah, like next year, <laughs> right. next year. But see, exactly. nobody. But see, you wouldn't gripe about Jason Tatum yeah. next offseason being the highest paid overall because is 
is Jim, okay, do you think does Jimmy think he's better than Jason Tatum? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, I, think, yeah, Jimmy. I was gonna say in, in okay. Jimmy's mind, I think better Jimmy question. thinks he's better than almost everybody. Better question in the is Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Do you think Jimmy Butler is better than Jason Tatum? No. No, no Tatum is a better scorer. Not, not right now. No. Okay. And I think Jimmy's great. I, yes. I, I, Jimmy, he is. Man, he's phenomenal. It's timing, guys. It's all yeah. about timing. All right, Everything well, is timing. Uh, since mm-hmm. since we're on this conversation, I'm gonna pull this point from from another uh, portion of the show here, but I want to move this over because we're in this conversation. Upcoming Supermax deals, because sure. we just talked about this. So here you go. Ready? Here's who's coming up. Uh, 2024, Giannis is eligible for five years, $334 million. That's Easy. an average of $66.8 million. That's Giannis. That's Giannis. That's Giannis. He will he, get it, and he deserves get it. it. No he question. deserves it. Let's move on. Yep. Jason Tatum, you just mentioned, five Let's years, 334. Six. He's due it, $66 a season. Yep. He'll get it. 2025, Joel Embiid. Is eligible for a five-year supermax deal at three sixty-seven. That he's, would mean Joel would be making an average of seventy-three point four. He's the franchise guy. A season. Yeah. At I that mean, point, if Philly has not won a title and has not really been in contention for a title, you still gonna pay Joel Embiid that kind of money? No. I, I wouldn't. And the only reason because you need to save some of that money to bring in someone to put with him. You're gonna have yeah. to do you know, something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to you know, don't I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. No, not at all. It's but in economics. Order to win, yeah. And, and plus we don't know what this the CBA is gonna be, uh, you know, whatever's coming up with that. But it's 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 just gonna be hard to and it's so funny how we put everything on, you know, championships and getting to the finals and he hasn't been there yet. So it's like okay. But did you give him this so he can, you know, push him to get there? It's just a confusing thing for me. I don't, to me, I'm like, yo, yeah, you worked it, but I can't give it to you, dog. Yeah. I just can't because you haven't taken us to the promised land. And, but a lot of this also, the money that you're worth, like you said, it's not always about the titles. You also got to factor economics. You have to factor that jersey sales, the butts that these guys put in seats. You know, owners are about, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. So if you're boosting, the economy of the city, you may not have won. But if you're putting butts in the seats, if you the one that are selling merchandise and you're putting money in my pocket, I'm going to put money in your pocket. Because if I don't, what better is there out there? Yeah. Where are you going to go? Right. But, I mean, it's, and it's, it's to Rob's point, if you give him all that money and he hasn't gotten you there and you don't know if he's going to be able to get you there, and you have no available dollars to go out and get another point guard or another forward or somebody to play opposite him in some way, mm-hmm. then what have you spent the money on? You've spent the money on him and the name and the namesake to try to get people in the building, but eventually that's going to come down. I mean, the, the, the less time you don't get to a finals or you're not a contender or you can't finish out an Eastern Conference finals, you know, that, that money and that number, that, re- that return starts to diminish, you know? So, I don't know. All right, the last couple on my sheet for extensions. 2025, uh, Luka Doncic is going to be owed the same. Five years, 367 on a Supermax deal. No question. Luka makes 73.4 a season. I think Dallas does that. Mark pays him that money, right? I think he does, too. Okay. I think that is another Joel Embiid one right there. See, I don't think yet. Yeah. I don't think yet. I do. Do you? Uh, like this year is going to be the telling year. If him and Kyrie can work together and they can make it to the playoffs, 
and they can do some damage in the playoffs. And then we'll see. But that's right now. That's that's one that's like on the outside for me looking in. Oh. And 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 because it's like certain guys. Is he worth it? Yes. 100%. Does he get it? Is that's my whole point. It's like you just can't give it because the guy's worth it. You know, because I want to, at the end of the day, we all like to win. We all want to be hold up that trophy. Mm-hmm. And if I keep paying you all this money just to, you know, keep you satisfied we ain't winning, my goal is not being accomplished. That's true. I'm I'm, I'm failing. Each and every year you fail when you don't win a championship. But so. and that's why I think a GM's and that's why I think a GM makes his money. Mm-hmm. And you know, sitting down with the owner to determine, okay, yeah, we got this franchise guy in Luca. But looking at the numbers and looking at the supermax and what he's going to be making annually, do we give him this because we know that he's worth it, but possibly put ourselves in a bind from doing anything else? Right. Or do we take our shot with possibly trading him or doing whatever, saving that money and sprinkling around other places to try to piece a team together? That's a difficult decision. Because now you got to deal with your fan base. It's like, okay, you try to trade Luka, it might be some smoke in the city in Dallas. Oh, yeah. I think big time. Get that over to your fan base. You tell that to your fan base and see how they react to that. Yeah. Well, hold on. You know, the fan base is getting upset at Luka for all the, the, the times he doesn't get back on defense. You're right. He's complaining to the refs. Mm-hmm. So the fans, if they, you know, Dallas fans, you know, they that's a city that's used to winning. And all of a sudden they're not winning like, eh. They've won yeah. once. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Dallas as a city, as not overall. as a team. Okay, overall. the Cowboys ain't won since '95. Don't, don't bring the Cowboys into the conversation, y'all. Come on now, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm just saying the city likes winning. That's all I'm saying, man. Well, every city I, likes winning. winning. Well, look, every every, every well, everybody. It, no, Dallas likes history. Everything they do is on History Channel. Oh. <laughs> Jerry that's, Jones looks a whole lot younger. That's cold. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not untrue. It's the, just cold. the Lombardi Trophy was made out of different material back in 1995 <laughs> than what it is in 2023. Carved out of rock from the cave. Matter of fact, they sit they trophies in salt in order to preserve it. <laughs> uh, all right, the last extension, uh, Nikola Jokic. Yes. In 2026, oh. is going to be eligible for five years. Four hundred and four million dollars, making eighty mil a season, and I think there is no doubt, no doubt that he gets that from the Denver Nuggets. He's going to get it, but you know, I to me, he he reminds me of Yao in the sense that his body ain't going to last that long, man. Dude, you know, I hope I hope it does it, because too. I love watching him play. But to me, but you just look also, at his body. It just—he's an aggressive but, player. You've said yes, mm-hmm. and it's like you know. So, we, I think we had that happen with Shaquille, even where yeah. it's like but you just there's only so much you can do to your body physically over an extended period of time before stuff just starts to give out. How old is he? Yeah. Uh, Jokic is 26, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Here's the difference that I see with him, and because we talk about how slow he is but how his pace dictates everything. We've seen, because we, we've questioned, there haven't been many players throughout this history who have been able to move like he is and to be able to control the pace of the game and re- literally control everything. Because he's not a high flyer and his game is not predicated on speed, but it's predicated on getting the spots, knocking down shots, passing the ball, because he has a, I mean, he might be the best passing big man in the league. 
I think he can, with stuff like that, he can last a little longer than, say, somebody like Shaquille, whose game is predicated on power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 28, by the way. Joke, oh, jokers, 28. Those, those two years make a little bit of a difference. When he comes due for that for that $400 million, he's going to be 30 years old. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. I just think because of his game, you got to start looking at some of these guys' game. Yeah. And look at it like, okay, your game is going to diminish because of where you are right now because your explosiveness is predicated on this or it's predicated on that, whereas somebody else is predicated on getting to a spot or it's much more methodical than this guy over here. So he may last a little longer. Right. Well, I, I say that because he, he, he plays. He's not like a lot of these guys that take off. He, nah, plays. he plays. And he and, and it's a difference from him. Like, you think about guards. They go from top of the key to top of the key. Top of the key. This big is going from baseline to baseline, and he's bringing it up. People, it's not about him jumping. It's about the movements that he is doing on the right, court. Right. You know, bringing it up, you know, you know, going to the basket, now having to get back. It's like things like that. It's like I think because bigs like him take more steps in a game than littles. Yeah, they move. And yeah. yeah. Because you got to run out set a pick, they had to run to the basket. It's it's much more. It's little things like that. What I'm talking about, it's gonna it's gonna wear on his body little by little by little. But okay. and I love watching him play. But I just I just want to I just hope his body holds up because he just reminds me of Yao, and he's just gonna just eventually be like okay him the flying Dutchman all these guys who you know, don't take care of their bodies. Uh, he's gonna be able to hire some good doctors. He's gonna have some money in his pocket. So <laughs> I think he's gonna make it make it work as well, best. He can do that he can. now. Sure. Yeah. yeah well that's he's true. Just, yeah, it's not like he's he just did he just win some horse race and he was like dancing. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, it was actually shirtless Nicola Jokic yeah. on my timeline this week. Me, and I'm like, let me ask. Hell? Let me ask. That's something. what I'm saying, right? <laughs> let me throw something out there. Uh-oh. And uh, this is this is not based off anything. Well, maybe off something. He is a guy I think that loves the game of basketball, respects the game of basketball, and has been very successful. Obviously, winning the title this year, but I also think he's a guy that has other things that he loves more than basketball, like his horses or other things you know within his country that he may want to go back and do. Who's to say? And I know folk don't walk away from a ton of money often, but who's to say he's not the type of guy that says, you know what? This basketball thing is only for a finite period of time, and I might just want to go do some other things. I, I, how do you walk away from four hundred million not, dollars? I'm not, but he seems to like the type of guy who. How does anyone, in any semblance of their life, walk away from four hundred million dollars? I don't know. I'm I'm not saying this is based off anything, but he just seems like the type of guy where there's a level of contentment somewhere. <laughs> When it comes to, hey, I've done this, I've done that, that's great, I'm leaving before, whatever. I got other stuff I want to do. Yeah. I had a question since you brought that up, that $400 million. Do Does the United States tax foreign athletes an extra tax for playing in this country? That's a good question. That is a really good question. I don't and the know. Reason I, the reason I say it because, you know, for this show, we had to pay a New Zealand tax. And I'm like, huh? And so I was just wondering, think about that. You know, if they, I know because we pay taxes and as an athlete, you have to pay like in oh. five or six other cities that you go in, not just the states that you play in. And so I wonder if this. You ready? You ready for uh, you ready for the Google box answer? Uh, yes. Any passive right. income earned by non-residents 
will be subject to IRS scrutiny. Passive income is usually taxed at 30%. Wow. No one, hey, no one a dream became a citizen back in the day. <laughs> I do solemnly swear to uphold the laws and the tax codes of the United States of America. Uh, by the way, you have something in common with uh, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> you, and, well, you and Perk, man. Perk, Perk's is a little better than mine. I'm going to just say uh, that. I don't, I don't really? know. Yours is pretty good, yeah. man. Because Perk always look angry. Yeah, well, Perk was coaching the team. I was just sitting in the stands. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that works. <laughs> man, you ain't so cute. You ain't handsome. Oh, he, he's not a fan of yours. Uh, uh, yeah, you and Perk both got bounced from an AAU game. Yeah. So that happened this week. Um, Perk's kids, too, and I couldn't tell whose kids he was coaching. Mm-hmm. They look young. They were young. That was the other they thing, too. Young. It was like you got bounced from, it was from Christian's game, right? Mm-hmm. Those high school game. Yeah, that was, that's high school age, teenage kids. He's out there fighting with a ref. In like peewee AAU, <laughs> like those kids, like ten years old, perks hey. out there yelling at people and throwing insults, and I mean, like, bro. No, uh, I oh. just, hey, you, refs are sensitive. I don't blame. Him. I said, if I, just, you know, for Perk, he said, this is what Perk said. Perk said he was trying to get an answer. Oh, I got it. Yeah, he's like, Here, here's and Perk. the ref wouldn't talk to him. Here's you got Perk. It? Okay. Here's Perk on uh on on NBA Today on ESPN explaining <laughs> what happened. I'm trying to ask the ref a question on why did he eject my, one of my players and he would not talk to me. So when he didn't give me an answer, I blew I blew I blew off the gasket. I'm pissed <laughs> off at this point. I'm calling for the uh, director of the tournament because he tried to kick me out the gym and I, I'm holding up the game right now. Look at him standing you over there in the corner. The game. Five, six with them 17 shoes he had on. I was so hot yesterday. So he tried to kick me out the game. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. First of all, I didn't spend thousands of dollars to come to Vegas for this oh tournament. I'm not leaving the gym. Yep. And then the tournament director was like, Perk, you're going to have to stand on the sideline. Oh, my god! But you can't finish the game. So there, there it was. We went on to lose the game, but I didn't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, I was pissed off. <laughs> so is that part of, I think, the frustration too, right? You spend a lot of money on these AAU tournaments. They are you know, not the fact- cheap. And, and this is the thing is, it's like when you know something like the back of your hand and like we know basketball, it's not, you know, I'm not saying the other coaches don't, this is something we, we deep dive in for 35, 35 years of our life. And so we know it. And if we want you to answer a question, it pisses us up because we know you should answer that question, especially if you kick one of our kids out. And that really, you know, it's a, it's easy. Yo, I kicked him out because he said a cuss word and you'd be done with it. But no, these, these guys want to catch attitude. And they said, okay, it's my time to shine and make this NBA player, a former NBA player, you know, fold to me. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question. I don't know if it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. AAU athletes obviously aspiring to be NBA players. Are AAU refs aspiring to one day be NBA refs? Hell no. Like, are they trying to flex their muscle on these kids to be like, look, I can keep these kids in check. I could ref uh, pro level if I want. Man, you know, these AAU refs, I think they get maybe like 20 to 40 bucks a day. And oh, I think they okay. just do it because they like watching basketball. So they're frustrated, too, yeah, because yeah. they're having it's to a, deal with parents and angry people. And yeah, you know, and it's, it's and it's so funny. Like you get so you see these same refs at some of these tournaments here in California and you get to know some of them. And they they be like, hey, I'm just here because I want to watch. And, they you know, you some call it right and some don't. 
You know, that's the, that's where the ones that you're like, hey, I had to call it, man. You know, I don't want to call it. I had to call it. And those are the guys you you get to know. But those ones who are just assholes and they just do stuff just to be dicks, is that's the bad part. I hate to say it like that, but okay. some are just straight assholes. I've watched some games where the ref doesn't even run down the court. He walks down the court and calls a play, calls a call. He didn't even cross half court yet. He's still at the free throw line on the other end. And he calls a call, and he and it's just like, dude, get down the court and do your job, you know. For forty bucks a day, I'm not running. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> I'm not running for forty bucks a day. We had this conversation before we, the show started. I'm not running at all. Forget it. Like if I, if I have to go upstairs twice, I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm like, come on, get all your shit all right, down. When's here. the last? When's the last time you ran? Like for fun. <laughs> oh, for exercise, like I guess. For a jog, yeah. you oh no! Oh, oh no! I do. Football, yeah, football. like like down. You know, by the house, we have like we have trails through like the woods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll go out and jog, and you know, do about four or five miles. It's a jog walk combination. God bless you. Um, a lot of it is walking. Um, but I'll do that. You know, if I'm not working or I'm free, maybe I'll do it maybe two, three times a week. But I'm not full on. We just out here running? Absolutely not. Sorry, that, that's that, that's that's not my ministry. <laughs> See, I tell my cardiologist I run three times a week. I, I run my hey. ass to the fridge and I run my ass back to the couch. That's about as hey, far as you, I go. Hey, we hey the two rods. We got bad tickers, man. So you know oh, yeah, we've we had things. It's just what I. So we gotta stay healthy. We gotta do what we need to do and stay stay out there, like. Me lately has been the Rose Bowl. I've been on this jogging kick, and yesterday was the first time I got that thing called Runner's High. I'm like, oh shit, I missed this. Right. And like the day when Where I woke up, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, that Runner's High now messed me up. I'm sore as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do remember that because I did run track when I was in high school, so I remember the whole like when you catch that Runner's High, you're, you're not even affected anymore. But that mm-hmm. seems like a lifetime ago. Because <laughs> it's just like what you have to break through to get to that is misery. It's just hours yeah. of running where you're just like, someone kill me. Just hit me with a car. <laughs> I'm good. Just a car. Clip me and put me down. I'm fine. Um, uh, a couple couple good good stories, and we're going to get to Jump Ball, uh, which is our game this week. Uh, good to see Bronny on the man. Bronny's home. Yes. Saw mm-hmm. the videos and pictures and stuff on Instagram. So, uh, And we talked about it last week that – you know, maybe maybe Sharif reaches out to him. I saw Sharif on Good Morning America talking about the fact that him and Bronny were talking, and he told Bronny, he's like, "Listen, man, you know, just I know this is really hard, but sometimes basketball takes a backseat. This might be one of those cases." And, um, but it's just good to see him home. It's good to see him, you know, doing well. He was playing the piano. Him and LeBron went out somewhere. So just good to see him on yeah. his feet and out of the hospital. It's a good thing. The fact that he's out and about and, and yeah. looks good is, you know, is, is, is a, you know, it's hard to lose a child. I know this guy was, you know, quick. you know, I'm just happy for him. Yeah, I am too. I'm just glad he's feeling better. So I wanted to mention that before we moved on. Uh, and our big shot of the week this week is going to go to a young man named Parker Bond. He's an Arcadia high school senior in Phoenix, Arizona. Here's why. Parker has a teacher named Mr. Guy. Uh, dude that he genuinely really seems to like. All the students really love Mr. Guy, but they've noticed Mr. Guy hadn't been acting like himself lately. They kind of asked him what was going on, and he said his wife, Angel, uh, had to go undergo open-heart surgery, mm. and it had kind of taken a financial toll on him and his family. So Parker did the one thing we love to talk about on this show. He just said, well, then I'm going to start a GoFundMe and see what I can do. And he raised a couple hundred bucks, and within about a month or so, it was up over $10,000. Wow. Uh, so he just basically said, uh, this is Parker. The young man said, we need more acts of kindness, no matter how small or large. 
Uh, and his teacher said it kind of made me cry. The kid, the people are so kind, and the kids are so kind. So that's dope. Just a big shout of the week to that young man for going. Hey, look, yeah. maybe if it's only five hundred bucks, it's yeah. five hundred bucks. And then as soon as it caught on, turned into ten. Yeah, those those medical bills are gonna get outrageous. I'm so happy that you know. Think yeah, about teenagers at that age; they're in their own world. They barely notice anything. For him to notice that oh, yeah. one of their favorite teachers is down and out, that's just a big shot for him to just be his awareness of his surroundings. So damn straight. Yeah. All right, let's do this week's game. Uh-oh. It is called Jump Ball. And uh, this is pretty easy. I'm just going to – we're going to go through some stories that were in the news this week. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you some questions. You just got to guess true or false. Very easy. Uh, you'll enjoy it because it's just fun, hopefully. Uh, for instance, <laughs> uh, we're going to go to Drake out of the gate here. Drake got uh, assaulted. Have you seen that Drake is being assaulted by bras lately? Yeah, they're throwing him up on stage during his concert. Yeah, they're hauling him up on stage. Uh, he got hit last week. With a 46L. I was like, what? Here's here's the audio of Drake. 36L? 36L. Huh? How many letters does it go up to? <laughs> How many numbers does it even go up to? 46L. So true or false? The largest bra size ever recorded was 102 triple Z. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah, because there look, is a man. point of this is too much. This, yeah, you know? there's a point where it, it's got to become. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is way past health issues. <laughs> so, true or false, 102 triple Z. I say true. I say true, too, just because it's just. It's specific. 102 ZZZ. Yeah, well, then you're both right. It is true. Good job. Yeah, 102. <laughs> Triple Z. At what point, though, are you? You like that's enough? Just, just call. Like you got to go in for surgery at that point. Get these things taken down. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I mean, I'm a booby guy, but I'm just saying. Like, let's listen. Everything in moderation in life. Everything in moderation. So why did last time I said the word boobies, y'all got on me about it? He just said boobies. It was okay. I say it's just funny to hear grown men say boobies. Boobies is a funny word. (laughs) Boobies is a funny word. I know boobies is a funny word. It is. Uh, All right. uh, Paul Rubens uh, passed away this week. Best known as Pee Wee Herman. He passed away. Yeah. Passed away at age seventy. He was he was very private about the fact that he had cancer. And uh, I guess he's been fighting this cancer for uh, for a while now, uh, several months, and it just kind of caught him. And um, he had posted something a, f- a few days before he passed, saying, "I'm really sorry that I haven't shared what I've been going through, but uh, I was hoping to get through it." And unfortunately, he didn't. So we lost Paul Rubens this week at 70 years old. True or false? Morgan Freeman got his start on Pee Wee's Playhouse. True. Rob is saying true. Heck, if I know. Okay, true. Both saying true. Uh, no. Now, Lawrence Fishburne got his start. Oh, on yeah, I still was one of them. Oh. Not was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne got started as a, as a cowboy on, uh, on Pee Wee's oh, Playhouse. Right. That was, I think, his first role. I remember it was somewhere. I just yeah. didn't realize, yes. And, uh, yes. and the great Phil Hartman as well on that show on Pee Wee's okay. Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse, extremely weird show. Extremely weird show. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I feel like, is an underrated movie, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous and stupid, but yeah. it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Herman, mm-hmm. paging Mr. Herman. Uh, all right, people if they like did it. If they redid it, you know who has to play it. Who? 
It's the, I don't know the character's name, but I just know him from uh, Cooper, Sheldon Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah, Parsons, Jim Parsons from yeah, the Big Bang Theory. Be, yeah, yeah, he, he could probably pull off a peewee. Yeah, yeah he probably yeah. could. Uh, all right, people like Jimmy Fallon, Justin Bieber, and Madonna are listed in a huge NFT law, civil lawsuit this week, alleging they use their fame to inflate the price of the Bored Ape NFTs. I really don't even understand NFTs. I just know that people it's spend weird. a whole lot of money on them. Uh, they're very odd. Uh, true or false, the most expensive NFT ever sold went for $91.8 million. Not, that just sounds too much money. I'm about to say it's specific. I'm going to say true. I'm going to have to say false. Oh. Uh, harp. It is true. $91.8 million went for uh, PAX The Merge, which sold in December of 2021. I don't even know what the hell it is. I don't even understand it. This uh, is a, it's a collectible for people who have this kind of money burning a hole in their pocket. But it's pocket. like you, 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 you own but don't own. You yeah, know what it's I mean? the weirdest thing. It's like I tell him, I say shipping ninety one million. You could come here. I oh. say you one of my kids. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all moving into the house because for ninety one large, yeah, no thanks, yeah. I th- this is the best explanation I've ever heard of NFTs. I can't remember who said it. I apologize. Someone said it's like if you went and bought the Mona Lisa. And then you were like, oh, so I can now I own the Mona Lisa. I could bring it home. They're like, oh, no, fuck no. It stays in the museum. But we just basically tell people that you own it, but it stays here. You can't do anything with it. I'm like, yeah. that's what NFTs are. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. No, thanks. I'm all the way out. I'm good. You don't need any not, more money. Not fucking true. That's what I say. Exactly. Yeah, damn right. Damn right. Uh, all right, number four. We're currently watching the U.S. women dominate in the Women's World Cup. The women have won four titles. True or false, the U.S. men have never won a World Cup title. I thought they won one. The men? The U.S. Really? men's. Oh, I would no. Say, uh, uh, I would say, no, they've never won. No, they've so never won. They've never won because foreign countries are just too damn good when it comes to soccer. The U.S. men have never even been in a final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I remember they've that. They've never even advanced to a World because, Cup final. Because no. they, in, the, in, the, in the payment dispute between the men and the women, one of the things that came up was the fact that the men have yeah. never been close to winning. Never even been to a <laughs> yeah. final. Yeah. Never even. Women have won four in like the last yeah. 20 years or something. Uh, it's crazy. All right, uh, the NFL and CBS announced Tuesday that this season's Super Bowl will have a kid-centric presentation on Nickelodeon. Uh, they're going to broadcast the show on Nickelodeon and put all the graphics and stuff over it so kids can get into football. Uh, true or false, actor Tom Kenny has never won an Emmy for voicing SpongeBob SquarePants. True. False. Ah, the point goes to Robert Ory. Oh, dang. Uh, he's won two. He's won oh, two yeah. Emmys for voicing SpongeBob. I thought this was one of these trick questions. No, no. obviously one of like the most uh, definitive cartoon character voices we've ever had yeah. mm-hmm. in SpongeBob. Um, I can't imagine the strain on that man's voice when he's done. I know it, right? Like, yeah. dude, forget I, it. And the only reason I know this is because that was my daughter's favorite show. And she, she hear that SpongeBob come on, uh-huh. she would run to the yeah. TV. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even like the craziest thing about that is. My daughter still likes SpongeBob. SpongeBob's been on for damn 20 years. My daughter will watch SpongeBob. And it's like, God, it spans generations. Crazy. Uh, a small town on the outskirts of North Carolina has an issue in story number six. People keep stealing the town's sign. 
because the name of the town is Sextopolis. True or false? True. I say true too. It just sounds too funny. No, that's not true. Uh, but there is a town in North Carolina called Horny Town, North Carolina. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, and I would steal the sign to Horny Town, North Carolina, as well. Uh, the Hangzhou Zoo in China has been <laughs> has been forced to speak out and deny that their Malaysian sun bear is just a guy in a bear costume, because apparently when people come to the habitat to see the bear, he stands up on two feet and he'll do stuff with his arms, and people are convinced it's a man in a bear suit. Uh, they've denied that, showed video and all this stuff. So true or false? A Chinese panda bear can poop 62 pounds per day. Dang. True I'm gonna say I'm going to say that's true, because the way they be eating <laughs> them vegetables, that roughage, I know it be moving through them, boy. <laughs> but they don't eat that much, so I'm going to have to go false, because it don't seem like they eat a lot. But they big, though. They are big. They big, but I don't think, they, I don't think 62 pounds of shit, no. The point to Brandon Harper. They do. They poop up to 62 damn. pounds a day. Where all that shit go, man? Who has to clean it up? The bulldozer got to come through and scoop it up. Dude, the Atlanta Zoo's got four pandas. I've never seen any panda poop. That must be a full-time job for somebody back there with a snow, oh, with a snow shovel pounds? and a mask. I mean, bro. that's a, What is that? Like, It's got to be much. like a fifth of its body weight, right? Panda can't be three, 400 pounds. You said he can't be? That's got to be, right? It's like got to be more than that. Pounds? A more than really? that? Really? Yeah, it can get more than that. Okay. Well. You got to think about how much does your daughter weigh? Huh? Oh, my daughter. Yeah, she's like about 100 pounds. She's 11 years old. Uh, no, how much do saying. you weigh? Me? I weigh 170 pounds. Yeah, Rob, how much do you uh, weigh? I'm 285. So, triple that. So there's three, every panda is equivalent Not to three every, Robert Ories. Well, it can be. Like, pandas <laughs> or are two, heavy, Or bro. two Shaquille O'Neal's. Yeah. <laughs> heavy, dog. All right. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about that. You know, you're, 62 is a lot. That's a lot. How much, I mean, like, now granted, though, when you go to the zoo, all the pandas do is sit there and eat. That's all they do. Mm. They don't do anything else. And it always, they swatted a tire every now and then. And it always <laughs> stinks. So, I mean, what you oh, think? Oh, it does stink. Yeah, I mean, right. so, I mean, come It on, does yeah. stink. All right, last I'm one. Yeah, um, uh, this past Monday was, and I'm not making this up. This is it's true. true. Was National Orgasm Day <laughs> on Monday, this past Monday. Uh, it's a true thing. So true or false, 80% of women surveyed by Time Magazine say that they faked an orgasm. This is true. That's true. This is true. <laughs> you were both way too fast to get that question right. <laughs> and you both nailed it. Both na- yeah, no, 80% of women surveyed by Time Magazine say they faked it. So. I'm just, my wife does it. She fakes it? She doesn't. And she doesn't fake it. How you know? Never mind. <laughs> because she's like, we're done. Get the flip off me. <laughs> Roll your big ass over. Because uh, it doesn't go. happen. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, there's the truth. I'm totally kidding. That I'm truth totally hurts. kidding. That oh, truth my just goodness. Painful. That is Matter of fact, I'm going to throw a leg over right now. Oh, Time for no. A break. <laughs> That's not good. Hold on. Wait a minute. It's not just when you come, like, it's, it's how. 
heard you call. Yeah, we might need to we might need to put this shoot around on pause. <laughs> Either that or you'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Man, would you go get a sandwich? That was fast. Christ. Come back sweating and shit, Ooh, shirt on backwards. <laughs> I went running. Yeah, my ass. You went running. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, I ran up the stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then ran right through something else. <laughs> ran my oh, ass man. back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.